sisters. Welcome to the Out of This World Relationship Podcast, a podcast designed for busy women just like you who want better relationships. I'm your host, Tamara Rasmussen, and together we're going to tackle some of life's most difficult relationship issues. Whether you're in your car on your way to work, shuffling kids to school, or sipping coffee on the back porch, it is no accident that you're here. With God, there are no accidents, only divine appointments. There is always room at my table, so pull up a chair and take a seat. Let's dive in. Last week, we talked about what love is, the foundation of a healthy marriage, and some strategies to improve communication and intimacy. This week, we will be exploring three of nine keys to a better relationship. So key number one, how you talk about your spouse to others matters. Proverbs 18.21 tells us that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Matthew 33.34 says, for the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. So the condition of our heart says a lot about how we speak about our husband to other people. Are you building him up or are you tearing him down? Sisters, bitterness, hurt, and rejection can show up as negative statements about our husbands. Yes, it is perfectly normal to share frustrations and struggles with our friends, our mentors, but if you find yourself saying more negative things than you are positive things, there is probably a deeper hurt or issue that needs to be resolved. You know, I can speak to this. For way longer than I would like to admit, for many of the first years of my marriage, I really, really struggled with this. I was hurting. I was frustrated. I felt so alone in some of the harder parts of my marriage. And I found myself speaking negatively about my husband a lot. Any conversation I got into about my marriage, it was usually to complain about something that we were struggling with, a way that my husband wasn't meeting my needs or something that I didn't like about him. Instead of the things that I loved about him, I was really focused on the things that were hard. I never realized how negative I was. I never realized that I was speaking death into my marriage. And certainly I was not speaking encouragement to my husband. The more negative things that I said, the more negatively I felt. I saw everything that he did wrong And I was looking for somebody to tell me that it was okay to feel that way. I was looking for someone to agree with me. And that's really not what I needed. So I decided to take control after someone pointed it out to me. And of course, that was so embarrassing, you know, for someone to challenge me and say, hey, do you realize that you really have nothing good to say about your husband? It was definitely one of those moments where I felt convicted and I knew that I needed to have a teachable spirit and I knew I needed to look at myself and recognize that even if all the things I was saying was true, I still was not speaking life or encouragement into my marriage or into my husband. So if you find yourself in the same situation, I encourage you to try challenging yourself to avoid discussing or pointing out the negative things you see or feel about your husband to others. As I said, the more negatively we speak, the more discouraged and fixated on the negative we will become. I know that in sharing our hurts, we are looking for that support, that encouragement, and maybe even for someone to agree with us and make us feel better about our negative feelings. But truth be told, 
it's a practice that brings us and the people around us down. We need to make an effort to share what we love, appreciate, and admire about our husbands. We need to spend more effort praying for wisdom about how to express our hurts and frustrations to our spouses in a productive way that they can hear. If you are struggling with this and you don't really know what to do, I encourage you to seek help from a counselor or a mentor. There is nothing wrong with admitting that you need a little bit of help. Marriage is hard. And sometimes when we're in it, we're so stuck. We can't see things that people on the outside can see. And to that end, sisters, I encourage you to encourage a friend who may be struggling with this. If you notice that this is something that they're doing, I know it's scary and it's uncomfortable, even for me, but they need to know that you see that they're hurting and maybe there's a better way. So encourage them, talk with them, point it out to them and be open to them pointing it out to you. So this brings us to key number two, being unified with your spouse matters. Do you find yourself correcting your husband or chastising him in front of your children or in front of others when you disagree? Or maybe your husband does this to you. Sisters, this is a sign that you are not on the same page. Parenting, finances, and intimacy are some of the areas that a lot of couples struggle in. It isn't abnormal to have differing views on how to discipline your kids or spend money. But the thing is, a communication that is healthy and a willingness to be open and flexible can make a really big difference in your ability to come to an agreement. So rather than calling out your husband or embarrassing each other, I encourage you to think about taking a time out. So I bet you're thinking like, isn't a time out for toddlers? Not this time. So when we think of a time out, this is an opportunity to excuse yourselves to a private space where you can sort through your differing feelings. The thing is, there's not always time to do that. So if there isn't time to do that or it's not appropriate, I encourage you to think of having like a code word or a look that you can exchange with each other that only the two of you understand that lets you know that you need to table whatever it is until you have time and space to come to an agreement. And sometimes maybe it's not an agreement, it's an annoyance. It's something that your husband does that irritates you and everything inside of you wants to call him out and point it out and chastise him or, you know, he's doing something with the kids that you feel like is encouraging them in the wrong way. And so you want to call it out right in front of them. And I will tell you, I am so guilty of this. My husband is way more of a kid than I am. Of course, we can both be big kids, but there are times when some of the things he does, especially with our boys, I'm like, seriously, if they did that on their own, they'd be in trouble and you're teaching them that. And it's so frustrating for me. And I used to have a really bad habit of chastising him, basically parenting him and in front of our kids. And I realized that this wasn't a good thing. You know, it really defeated him. It really created negative vibes between us. And I realized that it was really shaping the way that our kids saw their dad. So this is an example of a time where, you know, now when we have these situations, I might say to him, hey, would you mind coming into the other room with me? Or I invite him to step into a private space away from the kids where they're not overhearing us. And I just let him know like, hey, have you thought about how 
that might be impacting the boys or what would happen if they did that at school, those kinds of conversations. So speaking of parenting, this is an area where it is especially important to come together, to be unified. Big and small parenting decisions most of the time don't require an immediate answer. We might feel pressured and our kids might be pressuring us for an immediate answer, but most of the time they really don't have to have an answer right now. It is more important for them to know that you are in charge and that all of the decisions in the house are made in agreement so that there is no division between you and your husband. Kids catch on really quick and they will use this to their advantage and that puts them in control and it pits you against each other, which is never in their best interest, nor is it in yours. I promise you that parenting in unity leads to greater respect and less pushback. Kids thrive on those boundaries that are stable and consistent, and and it's even more powerful when we're doing it together. They know that they can't slip through any loopholes or manipulate us, and we mean business. And we can support one another and we can stand tall and we're not trying to do it all on our own. Marriages thrive when both partners feel heard, loved, and respected, even in their differences. And that means that sometimes we have to take a time out to make sure that we are considering the other person and that they're considering us and that we're making the best decisions possible, not based on our emotions or selfishness, I encourage you to be very intentional about seeking unity with your spouse in all things. Remember, flexibility and communication are essential. So this takes us to our third key. Sisters, we need to take responsibility for our own self-esteem. Our husbands cannot fix something inside of us that is broken. Do you ever find yourself rejecting your husband's compliments or attempts for affection because of your own insecurities? Have you ever thought about what that tells him about the validity of his perspective? You know, I will tell you, my husband has asked me more than once who I'm trying to impress when he loves me for who I am and it still isn't enough for me. Ouch, that hurts. Have you ever been in that position before where you've had to really think about, yeah, I mean, what am I looking for and who am I trying to impress? Why would I need anybody else's affirmation except for his? Do you really want your husband to desire someone else? Or should we be celebrating the fact that it is you he has eyes for? As hard as this pill is to swallow, we need to take responsibility for our own self-care and self-image. And sisters, I know how hard this is, right? It is hard. There's a lot of pressure on us, not even just from men, like from other women. I would say that most of us feel more pressure around other women than we do other men. Really, we want approval from the other women in our lives. There's a lot, a lot of pressure. There's a lot of competition. And there's a lot of insecurity that we're battling in this world. Asking our husbands to make us feel good about ourselves is a tall order. And it's not only unrealistic, it's unfair. We need to be actively seeking to improve in areas that keep us from being our best for our partners. And the most important part of that is living out the truth 
that ultimate fulfillment comes from being in relationship with Christ. Psalms 139, 13-14 says, For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Just think about what that verse is saying. He formed us. He knitted us together with intention, and we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And when we are in unity with him and we are seeing ourselves through his eyes, we know it. We don't question it. Ephesians 4.24 says, Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. When we see ourselves through God's eyes, we realize that we're created to be like him. We are complete because he designed us to be exactly who we are. When we are looking to the world or our spouse to fill us up and tell us we're good enough, we will remain empty because in the flesh, that void can never be filled. That being said, in a practical sense, in the real world, if you are insecure, take steps to address it. For example, if you feel unattractive and it hinders your intimacy or ability to respond positively to your husband's gestures, do what you need to do to love and improve yourself. Doing those things will allow you to more easily allow him to love you. A final word on this. Sisters, I can't stress this enough. Don't challenge your husband when he tries to pursue you. If you do that long enough, he will stop. I'll take just a second to honor that some of the sisters listening to this, maybe, maybe you're suffering because your husband isn't pursuing you. Maybe you're the one pursuing your husband and he's not accepting that pursuit. Either way, the answer is the same. I encourage you to share this with your spouse. Let him know that he needs to accept your love for him because that's God's design for your marriage. It is my hope that you will leave this message encouraged and equipped to strengthen your relationship or share it with a friend that you know is struggling in these ways. Next week, we will explore three more keys to a better relationship. Also, look for a bonus episode next week featuring just the tips portion of the Love Triangle episode with a special feature added at the end just for Valentine's Day. What are you struggling with? Whether it's parenting, marriage, friendships, or faith, I want to answer your questions. Send me a DM, email me at tamaras2cents at gmail.com, or find me on Instagram at tamara.nicole.rasmussen. Nothing is off the table. Thanks for listening. Look for a new episode every Monday. Have a blessed day.